Hi, welcome to Nuance. <laughs> so this is our first um, our podcast. first podcast, mm-hmm. and so we were discussing whether or not who has to say who who gets to say first. Who says what? <laughs> who says what? Who will introduce this? Exactly. Because, well, first off, my name is Danny, and I'm Barbara, and we've been talking about making a podcast for how long since we met. Since since we met, you think so long? I remember we had that conversation in the car when we were going to the Jamaican restaurant. That was last summer. Right. And I was telling you this, how I was obsessed with the word nuance and how Mm -hmm. I wanted to do it. And yeah, so, and and that's how it started. Yeah. So Barbara and I met, I guess, a little over a year ago now. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, I guess. Tell how we met. We went, I went to this open mic and she was like, Um, you know, this small person who was taking over an entire couch. I was. The place was filled up, you know, so it was like a small cafe yeah. and there were tons of people and I had one couch because I was waiting for a friend to come and then people just started kind of trying to fight me over this couch. So I was like, all right, I have to fill this couch up. <laughs> and then I saw Barbara come in and as soon as I saw Barbara, I was like, her, her. <laughs> so yeah, I kind so. of waved her over and we sat together and... It was just a nice night. It was yeah. a nice night. It was a really good night and a good um we this was the this was the open mic from from the University of Stuttgart, right? And Exactly. Right. Which I guess is another thing we should probably say, which is that we're living in Stuttgart. Yep. <laughs> Stuttgart is, if you don't know, a um it's actually the capital of Baden Württemberg and if you don't know what that means, um we're in southern Germany. And mm-hmm. um what Part of, part of the reason why we wanted to make this podcast is because, yeah, we're living in southern Germany, but we are not, as you can probably tell, German. Um, I'm from the U.S. I'm from Jamaica. Um, somehow we got here. And we are here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, by way of, what, love and family, family and love. Love and, yeah. But we think, I think we, we, this podcast is not just something for us to... Mm-hmm. I think we both have something to say um, and and we have a particular point of view we and so we wanted to articulate that through through nuance we come from multi multicultural backgrounds um, and multiracial settings mm-hmm. I mean I am Jamaican 100% but my husband is German I have two children and we are couched in a German village yeah. where people speak <laughs> Schwäbisch Deutsch. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I have to live in a setup where we are, we have to, to straddle the fences. At least I feel like I, mm-hmm. I have to do that. Um, but I, I don't feel like it's a struggle necessarily. You know, mm-hmm. it's, for me, I feel like it's, that's, that's, that's the whole point of nuance that we, we have to live in these areas yep. where there is no fully, there is no place where you can fully say this is home. Mm. Yeah. But um, at the same time, I think that your relationship to it is very different than mine, yeah. you know, because of everything that you just said. Whereas like for me, my dad is black American. My mom is a white American. So, mm-hmm. you know, what does that mean? Just like being a mixed person, but then also seeing the way race is, is very much a fluid concept because over here, it means something different than it meant back home, which means something different probably than if I was in Jamaica, you yeah, know? Yeah, definitely. And so just like all of what that means, 
being in this society, you know, in Lower yeah. Stuttgart. So, so the program um, essentially will will you know coalesce around all the, all of that and more. I mean, we want to look at cultural issues. We we expect to look at race um, mm-hmm. relations, not just in Germany but just globally. Um, we want to do a little bit of ratchet and a lot of righteous. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I like that. I right? like so that. We, yeah. yeah, we want to make sure that we cover all the bases. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma and that <laughs> war. You know, I'm dead serious. Yeah, I'm oh, not that old. By oh, the way, please. I'm the older one. I'm 45 and Daniel is like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm 22. 22. I'm 22. Right. So, um, so that's also what we're thinking. We were thinking that this would be cool to do just because like we're very different people, but at the same time, I think that we, we have a very nice relationship, a very nice friendship. And, um, you know, it's just very interesting to see our perspectives because we're so different, but at the same time we find each other. So, yeah. um, I did not know you knew that about, what? about Remy Nikki Man. and Remy. Like I was so, you know what, so what pissed me off? Like uh-huh. I like music, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm Jamaican. I can't not like love music, but I cannot stand, um, Nikki Minaj. Like, no. I really do feel that, you know, something is wrong with, in music when you have somebody like Nicki Minaj winning, hmm. you know, where you, it's, it's so 100, but then we have quarrels over Beyonce and I don't want to mm. alienate potential <laughs> listeners because I know there's a beehive and all of that right, shit, right, right. It's, but, we're still but in the I, first one. I'm from the world of people like who? Indiana Ari, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not to say I don't like Beyonce's music. I, I really, for me, when she did that to the left song, that was my favorite. Yes, that was yeah. my favorite song from her. The others, I don't know. But anyway, Nicki Minaj, just this, this overblown plastic thing. Oh no, what? No, but it's true though, Danielle. But that's what I like about her. I that like she's that plastic. I like the way that she she she's clearly showing everybody I do whatever I want. If I want to wear this weave, if I want to look this way, if I want to, you and you're gonna look at me. Fair enough. But what my concern is this: with this thing with Remy Ma, where she just uh-huh. got she 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 essentially, um, you know, didn't respond, and it's like I'm yep. just responding by you know making more commercials. Did you see that picture that she took in Paris with one of her titties out again? <laughs> um, you know, no, taking over that. Little Kim's image of one of her oh okay no i didn't see that i just feel like um you know this is a thing this was her way to get back to me or my way to get back to her had she said look i'm going to respond to remy ma it's difficult to find things to talk about against remy ma just because Rem, that 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 shade that this song that remy ma she covered all yep, the bases yep, yep. so there's not much left for Nicki minaj mm-hmm. to say mm-hmm. but that said I mean, say something, do something. Don't just be pretend like it, you know. Yeah. And then the worst thing is she got Beyonce to say some shit on Instagram about she being whatever. It's it was just did lame. she? I thought that was fake. No, she. I think what was it? Somebody. She. Yeah. No, she posted that. What did What did Beyonce post? No, not Beyonce. Nicki Minaj posted um so, um a, a, a first snippet of of Beyonce saying something like she is she is the the best. She may be the best in best female rapper or something like mm-hmm. that, and that was kind of like her original response. Oh, okay. To to Remy Ma, and for me, I feel like Remy Remy totally bodied her. Mm-hmm. 
in every sense of the why are we talking about this? I don't know. But, I, I don't want to start our but, first no, But I think it's good because that's exactly what you say. So from right from righteous from ratchet to righteous <laughs> and and for me, at least with that whole Nikki thing, is I've always had like a kind of back and forth towards her because at first I was like, oh, like that's what I thought. I was like, oh, she's ratchet, like when she first came out. Yeah. But then over time when I saw and also, you know, just listening to other voices that were kind of dissecting her music and I saw the way that um like for example, there's one song she did, I don't know if it's Anaconda or something, mm-hmm. where it's like one on one hand it's like, you know, she's super she's in the super sexualized like male gaze, but at the same time she'll do things like at one point she's making a smoothie in the kitchen and she like peels the banana and like yeah, yeah. slicing it. You know what I mean? So she's very much like she's confronting that. And yeah. that's what I like about her. With the whole diss thing, yeah, I think she didn't handle it right. And then I also heard this thing about her brother. Okay, let's not even talk about oh, her brother. Yeah. And the worst thing is that I'm not going to even knock her for having mm-hmm. a really sick brother. That's that's. But it's, her, it's the that. fact that she's defending it. But she it. defended yeah. it. And not only did she defend it, but she did it publicly. Like she came, yeah. I think she, and I don't even have Instagram, so I don't even know how and why I know this. <laughs> but she went on and she said something about how... Um, you know, she's defending them. Um, she she paid the money or something. She paid like the money yeah. exactly, exactly. And I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't knock her if she paid the money, um, because it's her brother, and you know, it's still a court thing, so you you really don't know if it's really true or not. But come on, man, don't blood clot tell me you're going to go and know. By the way, blood clot is a Jamaican bad. Okay, word. all right, let's hear it. There's blood clot. There's bumble. No, but I mean, like, what is what is blood clot? Tell I me. can't even tell you what. It, I don't. Okay. Oh, you don't know what? I saw clot. I right. saw a thing online where they said that um, they explained what blood clot is. It's like during slavery, um, slave women they would use their undergarments um, that when they're seeing their period, that undergarment would be known as their blood clot because oh, they would change okay. it, wash it, mm-hmm, you know, and you're seeing your period. Um, and they said that the slave masters, when they saw, like, because they had to wash them and hang them on the, to dry, yeah. if they were passing and they saw it, they always said, you know, move, remove your blood clot from the, from the wire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, you know, um, and that's how that word came into Jamaica. Ah, that like you say, don't. yeah, I saw this on Facebook. There's a page on Facebook that I don't know what's the name of it right now, but it, you know, it always talks about things about Jamaica and mm-hmm. explain it. And I thought, oh my God. So anyway, for Jamaicans listening to this, I think that probably they'll think, wow, she really just cursed a bad word. <laughs> um, but this is something I do purposely. I, I curse. I use a lot of Jamaican bad words mm-hmm, at home. Mm-hmm. If I'm, you know, if my children are just annoying the shit out of me, I use Jamaican bad words. And at first I thought, you shouldn't do that. That's, you know, you're such a bad per- mother, a bad parent. But what I found is for my children, it's good that they know mm-hmm. this. And know how to use it in what context, exactly. you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so they know. What because that's a very specific bad word. But, you know, I would never say that. And you know, it's that. a great thing. Like, I think people, everybody know the F word. And Jamaicans, we have bumper cloth, we have blood cloth, we have, there are others where I won't go into. Um, <laughs> yet, yeah. But, yet. <laughs> but, but no, it's, 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 it's something that I really like, um, that I have access to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like when I'm here well, you know when I, I was here you. in in, in, in um, last year I don't know I was driving and that you know somebody just drove really bad it was a blood clot and it felt it, it, it felt like it washed over me and made the moment okay just because I could say that word mm. so anyway enough of the wretched Danielle <laughs> alright on to the righteous <laughs> by the way we are drinking tea right now so this is everything you imagine of just like 
two lovely ladies were sitting in a nice comfy spot drinking some tea um oh righteous well i think you know with the way the world's looking right now there's a lot of places we could go i don't know where to start i don't know where to start i think one of the things um stands out for me right now is the election in france with between la pen and um Le Pen and Macron and, you know, oh, Le Pen a, lost, yep. which, you know, everybody's running around and saying it's a great thing. And I, I suppose it is, mm-hmm. but my attitude with politics globally these days is I'm just, it's, I'm just in a perpetual wait and see. Yeah. Because I yep. really, you know, we had these discussions about Obama. Mm-hmm. We had discussions about Trump and, and, and Hillary. And, you know, I'm not a fan of Hillary. I'm not a fan of Trump. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. And so the program will look at that. Yeah. You know, we will we can, dive we into those topics. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I think is very important to note is that we're not interested in necessarily following the narrative that's given. You know, yeah, we, I we, agree. Which is difficult for me because I think a lot of times people see you and they, they assume what your politics is based on how you look or you know where mm-hmm. you live mm-hmm. or who you're with. And, mm-hmm. and that for me is something that I want us to explore, you know, like you have people yeah. who are gay, who are conservative, you know, who are Republicans, you have people who, you know, who voted for Trump and you think, what the hell? Yeah. I want us yeah. to not, you know, be, be pigeon, pigeonhole ourselves into, you know, we're righteous. This is what, this is, a, this is a narrative that we're going to go with. Am I rambling? No, but I hear yeah. you. It's like, it's like, we just want to say how we feel and maybe it is going to be problematic, but it's how we feel and that's what we have to explore and maybe get to the bottom of, or you know what I mean? Just kind of reflect on that, you know? And so, um, when you just said that about being gay and Republican, I also think about the fact that like, there's this myth going on right now as far as like, it was the white people that voted for Donald Trump and granted it was, but the, the white people voted the way the white people always have, but actually we can look at the Hispanic people that voted, the white Hispanics, even though he was on this whole platform of build the wall, build the wall, I'm yeah. gonna build the wall. Like, and, and they a lot voted of Mexicans for that. voted for Trump. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one thing when I went home. I went home over Christmas, and um, that's when it really became real for me because actually one night I went out with a, a family friend, actually, who mm-hmm. I had never met before, but, you know, just going through people. And we had a really nice night, and I had a, I was, I really liked her. And at the end, you know, the next day, my dad said to me, oh, um, she voted for Trump. Cause, and I just I just was, like, blown by that. I was like, how? How could I have such a... And she was so friendly, and everything was so nice. But, like, at the end of the day, your vote went towards policies that's going to hurt the very people who showed you this great time. Like, mm-hmm. so, But did you engage with her to find out what... what I had no idea. And my dad yeah. actually said to me, I didn't tell... I think it was still a very, very emotional time. Mm-hmm. I think it's still a really emotional time. But right then, it was... It was charged, and so um, I think my dad said he didn't tell me because he knew that I wouldn't want to go out, and I wouldn't have wanted to go out. It would have changed completely how I... But see, that's the thing. I This is the issue I have. Like, if I knew somebody who voted for Trump, that is something that I would like to have a conversation on. Like, I don't feel like it's right to say, well, oh my God, you voted for Trump. How could you? How mm-hmm. dare you? No. Let me understand. Walk me through this process of but why you is- think that Trump was a better look than Hillary but the thing is again like coming from where I come from with this I have half of my family where I know that Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying I I grew up in 
spaces where I learned that type of thinking. You know what I mean? So it's not a stretch for me. It's not difficult for me to understand. What's difficult for me to understand is the hypocrisy of it, mm -hmm. you know? But, but actually, I do understand a lot of... Maybe not everybody. I don't understand the Hispanic people, for example, because I'm not Hispanic. But, like, those white people that sit there in their nice big houses and want to vote to take away the health care of 24 million people, like, I heard them talking. You know what I'm saying? And I would think I was... You know, the, the goal was to raise me in a way where I would repeat those things too, you know, but I can't as the person I am. So when I hear somebody that talks that way or thinks that way, you know, it's a very painful spot for me because my own family does stuff like that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I, for me, I you know how I am with regards to the whole Trump-Hillary Clinton thing. I was not a fan of Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. I think Trump is an asshole. This is clear. Um... But I wasn't prepared for, I wasn't prepared to be so overwhelmed by all the propaganda mm. that the, that CNN and all the major networks in the U.S. that I rely on for, for, for news were, were trying to put me through. Mm. You know, and I think in a way what happened with that election is that um, news media lost yeah. and, and they've destroyed the trust that people all over the world should have. And, you know, one of the things Trump keep talking about is the, um, the fake news, fake news. Yeah. And he is right with that. There is a lot of fake news, um, going, um, existing today. And I worry for myself, for, for, you know, for all of us who are just out there trying to understand what's going on, because you almost don't have anybody you can trust now and you have to pick and choose your news and be it's like, which also puts you in a bubble. Yeah, 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 you know, and you, you have to have this third eye, like, you, you know, you have this third eye open to try to figure out, okay, okay, but why is he saying this on CNN? Who is he? What's his background? What's his, you connect to who mm -hmm. before you and, can filter what he's saying? And that's yeah. just so fucking exhausting to me. Yeah. At the same time, I do think that there are pretty, okay, I guess nothing is neutral, but I think, like, for example, um, Democracy Now! or NPR, like, yeah. those are those are easy places to get news. CNN, CNN is coming from, like, a, a very clear point, you know, where you can see where they're coming from, which mm -hmm. is, you know... And also, I don't always agree with CNN. And then you have Fox News, which is, like, also coming from a from the opposite, but very extreme Or point. online, you have Huffington Post and mm -hmm. whatnot. What I've been doing um, religiously now, I think maybe, maybe a year, two years, is... And it takes a lot of time mm -hmm. to hear what... What they're saying on their side and then I go to Al Jazeera I go to RT News which mm -hmm. is you know Russian TV and they're like this is what you know CNN is telling us is alternative alternative news and, and fake news but in order for you to get a the big picture you have to expose yourself like I'm trying to remember there was one thing that was happening and like I was watching CNN and I was also watching Al Jazeera at the time and they were telling me two different things mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on the same new, I, 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 I can't think of what it is now, but we were watching it and I thought to myself, this is, this is the fuckery we have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Because our, um, um, Al Jazeera is telling us one thing and CNN is telling us something else. But I think it also goes back to the fact that we can immediately access information at this point like i remember i was actually babysitting the night of the um remember those shootings not i know that there are a lot of shootings happening and i'm mm -hmm. talking about paris where that's okay. also happening a lot but yeah what was it like a year or two ago where they stopped at a bunch of different points and I, they were shooting a right, lot of people right. and um i was sitting there i was babysitting and i was on twitter and i was i was watching it unfold 
on my feed, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm watching it just as fast as the, you know, major news corporations are also watching it unfold. And everybody wants to have the story first. And I think that's also been one of the main points of uh, all of this, quote, fake news, is that everybody wants to have the story, everybody wants to be quick to tell you their analysis, and what ends up happening is you got one person over here saying one thing, and one person on the other side saying the exact opposite thing. Yeah. And so, actually, for me... And nobody's doing the homework. Nobody's, nobody's doing their homework. Yeah, there's exactly. no... Exactly. Yeah. So, I like to just you know, take a minute with a lot of the news. Um, like I said, I, th I think I follow, I used to follow NPR and Democracy Now more. I really like social media though, because I like the way social media, you know, depending on what, whose voice you follow, they'll take the information and they'll put it in the bigger context as far as, you know, just different voices in academia, you know, other historical things that have happened before. And so I actually find that social media can be a great way to just get get a totally different perspective than anything CNN or Fox News or any yeah. of these other places are going to give you. So no, no lie though, for mm. me, I don't know. I feel like I worry with my social media. I mean, I don't have Twitter or Instagram. I only do for Facebook and YouTube. What I've been finding these days is that I do a lot of research, like um, YouTube videos on, um, you know, things that happened in the past, like political, mm. because I find that we're really repeating. There are lots of things going yeah, on yeah. and I like books. Like, mm. I feel like, for me... That is something I'd like to talk about, it's, too. It's a way to get some a chunk of information that might not necessarily have to do with the topic, mm -hmm. but just the process that you go through in understanding. For example, we just read in my book I was telling you about, um, The Sellout by Paul Beatty. Um, yeah, that book just blew me away. Mm. Just, I mean, the brilliance of his writing is one thing. And I don't think the narrative was especially good, the, the story. But he talked a lot about blackness and what that means. Mm. And whether or not we, um, as black people, are, you know, we need to get over ourselves. Or whether the, the, the white privilege um, is, is something that, you know, a white person you know what what are they doing to make it make it less anyway the point is i'm, I'm confused right now it's our first point no no but but but, but but i want to say though that the the the, the book um it's it, it it did a very good job of placing a particular voice as it relates to racism i mm. think paul betty made his words sing he talked about the different levels of black for example yeah and and whether or not we should have a level where we just don't give a fuck anymore mm -hmm. yeah but why is it why is it okay um for the white the white man to to be silly and to be off and, and awkward and, mm -hmm. and artistic but a black person must always think about the history and consider the mm -hmm. past and mm -hmm. yeah so I didn't read the book, so I wish I could say more. That, that's but, one of the things yeah. that I really would think that I don't know if we can do that with nuance because you know I'm doing the whole book club thing, but I feel like that's where I get a lot of my reasoning ability now to be mm -hmm. to, because I don't feel that news media, the news media um, is serving me. Facebook I do just because I'm being idle, to be very honest, because mm -hmm. I feel yeah. like most of the, most of the things that are going on on Facebook sometimes it's like everybody's in their little private bubble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I think for most of this actually I'm with you and I definitely would like to discuss books too because I'm also reading and Yeah. But um I think actually for our first podcast this was pretty good. I think we touched a lot of topics and And the bottom line is like we said on the at the beginning, 
we will walk through all the issues, ratchet and righteous. Um, and our goal at the end of it is to, to learn of, you know, I'm interested because you know, sometimes you have these thoughts and you don't know you have them until you see exactly. Them. Am I crazy exactly. when I say no, that? No, I'm totally with you until yeah. you, you have to be able to verbalize, verbalize yeah. your thoughts and you know, and exactly. that gives you a sense of clarity. So that's what I, that's also my goal with this. Right. You know? yeah, and, and, and to learn from, from you as well. I mean, I feel mm. like, um, hopefully our, our, our listenership will grow hopefully totally yes totally um, not hopefully and then you know perhaps we'll have people who send send stuff in for us to talk about or to yeah let's see where it goes we'll see where it goes all righty well then <laughs> that was our first episode was, of nuance that? it was like, like 30 30 minutes <laughs> no we've been good 25 minutes I think perfect that's good. timing that's good perfect timing we're gonna try to keep it short and sweet and we'll see you next time bye bye